Welcome to the Retirement Pilot with Steve Hoover. Please discard unnecessary fees and expenses before going through security. Check your emergency fund at the gate and securely stow your well-conceived portfolio in the overhead bin. And when we reach cruising altitude, remember, you are now free to move about retirement. Welcome into another edition of the Retirement Pilot with Steve Hoover and myself to talk investing, finance, retirement. And here we are at the end of the year, and we're going to talk about market volatility in 2023. I've got some comments, predictions, thoughts from the big talking heads or experts out there, and we're going to see uh, what they have to say and get Steve's take on that. And then you just kind of chat a little bit about what to think about from that retiree, pre-retiree standpoint going into 2023. Steve, what's going on, my friend? How are you? Doing good, Mark. How are you? Doing pretty good. Looking forward to chatting with you about this. This is our last show of the year to wrap up, so we'll be back with some more in, in, in the coming year. But I uh, hope you guys are ready for the holidays and, uh, and have a great holiday. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, a little time off maybe. And uh, it's, of course, going to be cold, so a good chunk of the country is... snowy on Thursday, yes. so, but and really cold over the weekend, but then it gets pretty good next week. There you go. There you go. Well, let's dive into this. I got quite a few I want to tackle here. So for mergers and acquisitions, they claim, boy, this is groundbreaking, Steve, so hold on to your hat. They say signs point to more market volatility in 2023. Wow. Big shock. <laughs> yeah. Considering we've had a lot of it at the end of this year. Um, it, it should carry over, right? That's that's more than likely what's, what we're going to see. We're going to see it. And, and the reason why we're going to see it is because the Fed's not going to step in and start lowering interest rates, which means putting more money into the system to just kind of milk along the, the markets to uh -huh. keep them from correcting, which has been the problem we've had over the last 10, 12 years. Right. So, yeah, and they and I think they've slowed down, right, the tick up in the in the rates, but they they're still talking about possibly needing to do another couple ones or something like that into early next year. Uh, and obviously, we're still having some supply shortages, uh, you know, so there's still some th all the things that we've been experiencing the last six months are still going to carry over into next year, which actually goes into the to the next one a little bit. Um the uh, J.P. Morgan strategists say they think stocks will slump for the first half of the year and because the fundamentals will likely deteriorate as financial conditions tighten in the early half of 2023. And we're seeing that, right? A lot of companies are doing layoffs, and that's usually a, a better indicator than just a talking head of uh, what maybe is to come. Not only the layoffs, but we're also seeing retail sales down. Yeah. Last week, we came out with a number twice as low as they thought. So we're starting to see retail sales start to slow. We're seeing that with holiday. If you just go in any store, they have yeah. a lot of stuff and they're starting to put up um, discounts yeah. already. Yeah. They were doing that last week. So uh, retail sales, unemployment, those are kind of lagging indicators, but we're starting to see that happen, and which makes sense. I mean, everything costs more. Sure. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, even well, Am even Amazon's down, and you think, how can that be? Because like everybody you know says, God, it's at my house almost every day. It seems like. Yeah, I mean, it's just people are not willing to spend the money anymore right yeah. now. They know what's coming. It's and the Fed has has basically been telling us for the last seven months we're going to raise interest rates. There's going to be pain, and hopefully it's short term, but it's coming. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's pulling people back from spending. They're trying to. Um, you know, kind of close in and not spend unnecessarily. Right. 
So uh, Morgan Stanley's Mike Wilson says the markets in 2023 will face extreme volatility, and he likens it to struggles of a 40s-style boom-bust inflation cycle, stating, you know, yes, we we were in a 40-year inflation high, and many people refer to the 70s um, as it's sim- similar to that. But if you really dive further into the numbers, he says it's more of equating uh, to the 1940s coming out of or into and coming out of World War II. Uh, and that we're going to see some more of that boom-bust inflation cycle. We could. We could. We're, we just never know. We've never been in this position before. Yeah. So we're, we've never been in it. And, you know, we've got the Fed out there who is unwinding a lot of their balance sheet. They bought a lot of bonds, which is what how they put money into the system. And they're starting to unwind that, which mm. means to start throwing a lot more debt out into the market and people have to buy it. So when there's a lot of supply out there, that can chart make some uh, makes for a lot of volatility in the market because um, you know when you have too much supply out there of anything, that's going to pull some. So I don't know if it's going to be the the boom and bust of the '40s into the early '50s. Who knows? But um, we are going to have some volatility next year, just like we've had this year. Yeah. I mean, latter part of this year. I mean, the markets are up, they're down, they go up one percent, down one percent. They're just nothing is is consistent right now because we really just don't know where everything's going. And well, they're not a fan of the markets aren't a fan of all the vol- of all the volatility of the world, right? I mean, look how much volatility we're still seeing throughout the world with different things going on. That doesn't usually make the market happy, right? It doesn't make it calm. No, the the markets like to know things. If you if you tell them something or you forecast out to them, that's what they want. But when there's uncertainty, that's where the markets have a problem. Yeah. Right mm-hmm. now where we're what what's happening in the European market is we don't know how their energy situation is going to transpire on the international markets. Um, they, unfortunately, a lot of the countries over there went all in with Russia on the supply of their uh, heating oil and natural gas. Well, they are putting sanctions on Russia yep. and European community, even the UK, they're going to have a real problem coming up this winter. They don't have enough. No, they're already having it, yeah. Yeah. And, and the governments are having to s- supplement people's energy bills because they're so expensive, 80% more. So, and we haven't even really hit the winter yet. Right. So we'll have yeah. to see what happens with them. And that, you know, that's, that's a, you know, we're a big exporter. Yeah, and if they don't have sure. the money to buy our stuff, then, then we're going to have some choppy markets. So that's just kind of some things that are just kind of all coming together. Yeah, and I mean, to that point, it's time we're taping this podcast. We're going to drop it this week right before Christmas, but tomorrow technically is the first day of winter, right? So it's just it's just happening tomorrow. And, and they really, this kind of ties into my last one, and then we'll get into some more, uh, you know, within your practice conversation. But Bloomberg tracks the forecast of many market handicappers and reveals the average forecast for the S&P predicts a decline overall for all of 23. Their claim it's the first time the aggregate predictor has been negative for an entire year since 1999. So my understanding on this, Steve, would be basically we didn't expect 22 to go the way that it went going into it, right? Coming out of 21, going into 22, they didn't expect it. So they didn't call for an overall negative downturn. What are we down, 15 18% or whatever, depending on what index you're looking at. This is basically saying they expect 23 to be down and they're going ahead and forecasting it ahead of time for the whole year. And it makes sense. Yeah. Because you don't have the Fed coming in, right in and rescue the index or the market, if you will, when it starts to to go negative. 
They're but, not going to do it. But these they're, things they're, are very shocking, right? People see and hear enough of these things and they go, well, yeah, I mean, it's just going to be tough. To your point, we're seeing that with the lack of spending, right? So people are reading this stuff, watching this stuff, and they're playing it close to the chest. They are. And, and here's one thing I always like to, to let everybody know, clients, prospective clients, what have you. Recessions or downturns in the market are normal. Mm-hmm. They, the market doesn't go in a straight line up every single year. And what we have experienced over the last, probably since the Great Recession back in 2008 yeah. and 2009. 12 years, basically. That, yeah. And is that when the market started to, to tip and start to go negative, the Fed rode in and lowered interest rates to mm-hmm. save it and to keep propping it up. And ultimately, that has to be paid. It's mm-hmm. just like if you have a kid who's got a spending problem and you go in and, and pay off their credit cards when they, when they max them out. And they go right back out and start maxing them out again. And you come riding in and you you keep keep uh, bailing them out. Yeah, they're not going to learn. Um, yeah. yeah, at some point, that's got to be paid back. And yeah. and that's kind of where we are right now with with the markets. But it's not the it, it's not an end of the world situation. Is you know we don't want it to slow down too much, but it's a normal course of what happens in the markets. And as long as you're well diversified. And you own good quality companies that pay dividends, you're 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 going to be able to write it out. I'm not saying it's not going to be painful. I'm not going to say it's going to be uh, it's not going to have any negatives. Right. But you're going to survive it. The ones who get burned are the ones who panic and start chasing the the next hot thing. Yeah. For well, example, whatever, whatever that might be. Right. For example, where's where this example, going? Example. You know where it's going? Crypto. Right. Yeah. All right. That's what people jumped off of. And they went after something because it looked good. And you know what? It's a real problem. Oh, yeah. There's uh, you, you've taken it. Crypto's taken a beating this year for sure. And that's not even just the FTX thing. That's just, you know, in general. Um, Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So when, when the market's experiencing a lot of volatility, like we've seen the last nine months or so, do you see an uptick in calls from people saying, hey, I'm worried? Uh, I would imagine if they have a plan, they're working with you. My guess is probably not as many that don't have a strategy. I would agree. And most of the ones that, that when I'm talking to people, they tend to be more focused on growth okay. as opposed to income. And if, if in the portfolios that I do, we kind of skew towards income. We want that income coming in. That's from dividend paying stocks and, and, and not so much growth. Mm-hmm. Dividend paying stocks do grow, but they don't grow as much as quote a growth stock and don't have as much as big as highs, but what they are is they're very consistent, very consistent. And they've got those dividends coming in consistently and we can reinvest those dividends back in. When the market does go negative, we're buying low. And when things turn around, now we own more shares at a lower price. Yeah. So income is a huge piece of a good quality retirement plan. If you're, if you're within 10 years of retirement, you really need to skew towards um, dividends, income. Well, how should we react during volatile times, you know, when it comes to our, our investments? Or is that the is the key word in there, react? Should we maybe not react? Well, if you're going to react, you're making an emotional decision. Yeah. Any emotional decision you make is typically in the long term turns out bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> so don't um, uh, make reactions based on emotion. Just understand stock market goes up and it goes down. It goes up 80% of the time. But there's 20% of the time when it's down. 
and everybody lives in the 20%. Always remember the media is out there to get you to watch and read now oh, yeah. because they charge higher rates now. Don't listen to them. If you own good quality companies, good quality stocks, you're going to be fine. Well, okay. So the concept of volatility in general, Steve, it's going to be there, right? To that point you just made. So if you're retired or retiring soon, you know, do we need to avoid it altogether at this stage? Or do you have to come to grips with some volatility as necessary? Volatility is necessary because it gives you the opportunity to buy low. If you're owning companies that are paying dividends, because you got that income coming in, right. it allows you to buy in when the, when the markets are down. And then when the markets recover, you're going to own more shares as the market goes up at a lower cost. Well, I mean, if you're working right now still, so if you're a pre-retiree, right, people are like, oh, you know, I'm still pumping into my 401k or whatever. And I just feel like I'm throwing money down the drain because the market, you know, because it's going in, but it's going down because, the, but you're still, you're dollar cost averaging. You're buying at a low right now. So that's still a, still a wise move, I feel. You're buying shares. Right. Money's not disappearing. Yes, the value is going down, but you're buying shares in those funds, whatever they have in the 401k, at a lower price. You're buying shares. Yeah, the shares are going down, but you still own those shares of the mutual fund. And this is usually later money, right, Steve? So if you're doing that, and let's say you are a couple years out from retirement, and then retirement hits, this is this is going to be some of your money in the later bucket. There's a good chance that it's going to have you know rebound at some point, because to your point, typically the market does go up, but we have these cycles. Yes. I mean, getting scared and going to cash is a, is not a good plan yeah. because now you got to try to determine you got two decisions. One, did I get out the right time? And two, when do I get back in? Because mm-hmm. you can't leave your money in cash forever. Uh, because if you do, inflation and taxes are going to eat away at that buying yeah, power. And even money. with the higher interest rate, right? It's still not going to help you right now. I mean, cash is, I mean, you might get a little bit better at the bank than we've seen in years, but it's not, it's not going to beat inflation. No, inflation. If if you if you're earning three and a half percent, but inflation is going at eight or seven, you're losing half the value of your money, right. and it eats away, and that tends to be permanent. And that's historically the case. People are often shocked to realize that it's never kept up with inflation, right? Money, wow. the, the the interest rate at the bank has never. I mean, even you know back in the day, if you used to say, "Oh, I used to have a ten percent CD or a ten percent savings account or eight percent or whatever," it still didn't keep up with whatever inflation was at that time. It never has. No, I had a money market account in 1981 that was paying me 15% interest, but the inflation was running at 19. Right. Yeah, it's just it's not designed to do it. It's a, it's designed to have you a place for some safe money and for some for that emergency fund that type of thing, right? right? But right. yeah, it's never going to it's you're never you're never going to make money there. You're still going to have to have something exposed to volatility, which aka the market. Uh, it's really comes down to the percentage, the portfolio, the structure, the size of what you need to get done for what you need for your individual plan. So right. at the end of the day, what what's the what's the advice that you would share on someone who who's stressing over this, who's watching this stuff, you know, day to day or week to week? Well, you have to have an income plan. You have to know how much of your portfolio, how much income do you need? Okay. Right. So you need to you need to know how much income are you going to have to generate off your portfolio? And then we can structure a portfolio to generate that income for you. Because here's what typically happens, Mark. The way most people invest is they're investing for growth. So they're in order to pull 5% of their portfolio out of their portfolio to live, to maintain their lifestyle, that portfolio has to go up at least 5%. If it goes up five, great. We pull out five, we earn five, 
we're, we're, we're not gaining anything, but we haven't lost anything. So why people stress is when the market is going down and mm-hmm. they still need to take out 5%. Right. Gosh, if the market goes down 10%, I take out 5% to live on. I'm now down 15%. Yeah. That's why people get stressed because that money just goes away from their principal. If we structure a portfolio that we're generating enough income to make your, your lifestyle, we really don't care what the market does over. It goes up, goes down, doesn't really matter because we know we're getting our income from that portfolio. I, yeah. I give the example of a sure. rental house. Let's say you have a rental house and you need to make $2,000 a month off of rent. Do you really care if Zillow comes in and says the value of your house or your Zestimate this month is 50000 less than it was last month? Hmm. No, mm-hmm. because you're you're getting the income that you need. Yeah, you're not looking to sell it. You're still, you're renting it. So therefore, right. you're, yeah. You're, you're getting income. You know, that's all, all I wrote a white paper on retirement is nothing but income. That's what you're, what you're generating. And if you rely strictly on growth of your portfolio to, to live on, you're going to stress out when we're in times like this. Yeah, for sure. It's just going to be very stressful. So if you have to build a portfolio that generates the kind of income that you need to be able to live the lifestyle. And then you don't have to worry about the cycles of the market because they do go in cycles. Steve, can we give out that white paper for listeners if they'd like to get a copy yeah. of it? It's called, it's all about income. There you go. So if you'd like yeah, to get a copy yeah. of that, you can email Steve, right? So Steve H at wealthpartnerscorp.com. That's Steve H at wealthpartnerscorp, wealthpartnerscorp.com. If you want to get a copy of that white paper, it's yeah. complimentary. Yeah, I'll be to send that out. It's just called, it's all about income. There you go. All right, folks. Well, that's, that's going to do it for the podcast. We're going to wrap up the year here. So are we going to see more volatility in 23? Yes, it's fairly likely, at least for a half a year. I think that's probably a fairly... Uh, reasonable prediction. We're still going to have some choppiness. Obviously, at the time we're taping this, COVID uh, is starting to pick up again really heavy in China because they finally, really, re, you know, due to the, some of those writings we saw a couple of weeks ago, they've reduced their restrictions and a lot of people are getting sick because they haven't, you know, they haven't been exposed. So they're going to get some issues there. So we may see some productivity slowing down again because of that, because people can't go to work, obviously. So, you know, there's, there's always going to be something, I think there's going to be something in the way. And that's why you've got to have a strategy and a plan in place uh, to deal with whatever's going to happen, because no matter what time of life you're in, right? I mean, whenever you retire, you're inevitably going to have ups and downs in the economy. So you want to be able to retire in any economy, whatever's going on. And that's where a good strategy comes into play. So if you need help, reach out to Steve as always. He's here to help at wealthpartnerskc.com. That's wealthpartnerskc.com. That's his main website there where you can check all the good stuff out, tools, tips, and resources. And don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, all those kinds of platforms. Steve's got more than 25 years helping folks get to and through uh, retirement, and he's a financial coach at Wealth Partners Corporation. Steve, my friend, thanks for hanging out. Have yourself a great holiday, I hope. You too. And we'll see you next time here on The Retirement Pilot with Steve Hoover. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.